Clear prep. Hey, hello everyone, Sean Simon, it's PPG Grandpa. Welcome to this bonus episode where we are talking about moonshiners. We have a question and answer session going. Uh, we have a couple of people on here that know what they're talking about, so kick back and relax and enjoy the live stream that is now Memorex. There's one person watching, how about that? Hopefully here in the future before the uh, Moonshiners goes live and we start uh, all getting ready to go to Moonshiners, we are going to be doing a bunch of uh, questions and answers. And we have Cody that's going to be answering our questions tonight. We also have Dragon Campers and Jim that are going to be on here. Cody, I guess you are a guest tonight. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Well, absolutely, my friend. I know. Oh, Linda Anderson just jumped on. She's our cheerleader. Welcome, in, Linda Anderson. Woo -hoo. Woo -hoo. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. <laughs> you know, our all of our gang is over at uh, the Fly-Ins right now. So yeah. listen, they have really bad internet. Uh, the yeah. cell service sucks. And I said, any pro no problem. Any questions for Cody? And nobody answered back. So obviously, it's really not the best internet in the world over at the fly-ins hey you know what that could be my very first question for uh for cody um how is the cell service over there will we be able to use our cell phone and stream video yeah the cell service is actually pretty good uh i've never had a problem there i'm verizon works good no issues okay. i don't know if us cellular if there's an issue or t-mobile or anything like that well, we've never had an issue all right, sounds good. We got uh, Flying Flamingo Jade and Eric. Welcome to the show. Hey. Thank you very much. Hi, sorry we're late. We we actually flew tonight. Lucky duck. I was going to fly tonight too, but I don't know. There's some storms in the uh, out there in the horizon. I'm like, I don't know if I really want to try it tonight. I'll just fly all day tomorrow, Saturday. Wow. You deserve it. You deserve it, Sean. Absolutely. We're going to have some fun. So, to, so tonight we're talking to uh, Cody. Cody, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and uh, your background, and then we'll start getting into the Moonshiners fly-in. Okay. Uh, so I kind of found my interest in PPG uh, through YouTube, probably like most of us did, but uh, there wasn't as much content back in 2011. <laughs> and uh, finally pulled the trigger in uh, summer of 2012 hooked up with a local instructor who is retired now, Mr. Robin Rumbolt. He was uh, kind of the radio guy at the time, uh, probably before any of you guys ever knew about stuff like that. Um, flew for a couple years with some guys. The guys around here, he pretty much trained all of them. And uh, at the time I was, I was doing the Blackhawk paramotor thing and had a few good years there and <clears throat> definitely don't want to put you know, any brand down or anything like that, but I kind of found out about the Moster 185 and I was sold from that point on. That's what I fly to today. And uh, I trained a buddy of mine that I worked with and I thought, man, maybe I should think about getting into training some folks, you know, maybe just kind of some locals. And that's kind of where it, it all started for me. And I kind of trained a few more guys, uh, just kind of following the PPG Bible and through a uh, I borrowed at the time USPPA syllabus because I wasn't a USPA instructor at the time. And then uh, I did a little uh, couple week apprenticeship over at Southern Skies with Chris Bowles and those 
fellers over there. And uh, I've been training for over six years now, uh, right here in Maryville, Tennessee. We've got a little uh, privately owned airport I train out of called Southwind Air Park. It's a 1900 foot grass strip, privately owned. Uh, there's like three hangars on the property until last summer. I've literally never seen a single aircraft take off out of there. They keep it mowed and we pretty much have it the whole time. And uh, it's been just a lot of fun and we're super grateful uh, to have that piece of property to continue to train on. I, I hope the gentleman that owns it uh, lives forever. <laughs> that would be so, awesome. I, I see down at the bottom on your, um, on your screen, you have some, what, what is, what is your SMPPG? What is that? Yeah. Smoky Mountain Powered Paragliding is our name of our company, Smoky Mountain Paramotor. And uh, we've got a website right now. We're going through a lot of changes right now. I've kind of switched uh, internet guys and it's actually one of our pilots that flies here locally, runs a business uh, hosting websites uh, on his, his servers. And uh, he uh, asked me, if, you know, Hey, you need some help with that? And I was, yeah, sure. So, He's helped me out on the website stuff. I had a, a photo shoot about three days ago. Uh, had six brand new paramotors uh, here at the time until yesterday. Two guys came by and picked those up. Uh, been very busy these first two months of the year. I can't believe it. I don't know where it's coming from. but uh, So I got a guy editing some uh, photos for me right now, and those will be on the website uh, pretty soon too. So pretty excited about that. Cool. I know a lot of people are probably wondering, it's like, why do you not know what his, uh, what, what SMPPG is? I ask a lot of questions. I already know the answer to It's So you guys that are probably wondering, I'm asking the questions for you. And there's a lot of questions, especially when it comes to fly-ins. So the one fly-in that I will go to for sure this year is going to be the Moonshiners fly-in. And we got Cody on here because you know, there's a lot of questions that people have already asked him. So we figured, why don't, why don't we have like a little podcast that we can talk about, you know, all the questions and answers about moonshiners. So welcome to the moonshiners question and answers. Hopefully this video will, will, will kick up a little bit of, um, uh, viewers here in the future when we get close to the moonshiners. So real quick, when is moonshiners and where is it? Yeah. So, the fifth annual Moonshiners Fine is at Johnson County Airport in gorgeous Mountain City, Tennessee. If you've been, you know, uh, it's kind of a fishbowl of mountains, if you will. Uh, the mornings produce kind of a heavy layer of fog, but there's always some holes to spiral up through legally. <laughs> and it's just the coolest thing. You know, you get into PPG and you see all the videos with people flying on top of what seems like the clouds and sorry. And uh, it's just a super neat experience if you hadn't had the opportunity to do, to do that. Uh, you know, when there's a safe opportunity to spiral up and get on top of that low level and all you're seeing in the backgrounds once you're on top is, uh, is just the mountain, mountain peaks. It's really, really pretty. August 4th through the 8th. Yes. And you've been doing this since, since uh, day one, right? The, the fly-in? Yes, I was at the very first one. Uh, I wasn't the original, uh, I guess, ideologist of it. Uh, that came from Bob Miller and Dave, the airport manager. Uh, him and Bob are very tight. I think Bob did some flight training out there for some CFI stuff. Okay. And uh, essentially, it was Bob's idea uh, 
to, hey, Dave, we should do a paramotor flying out here. So the first couple years were real low key just to kind of test the city out with everything. And let me tell you, the county absolutely loves us there. Uh, Dave's telling us if we get a chance, once we get up, you know, fly over the city, people are real happy, you know, of course, you know, obey the law, but we've never had a single complaint about this fly-in in four years. Uh, and then uh, as far as, you know, injuries or anything like that, I think one guy rolled his ankle one year. Uh, but other than that, it's just been a smooth sailing operation. That's really uh, cool. Um, I'm showing right now online, you can go to ppgzone.com and check out your fifth annual Moonshiners fly-in. Not only that, but you can join the uh, the community and actually talk about you know the uh, the Moonshiners and uh, what you've seen. We're also going to be putting on a a um, a gallery where you can upload all of your photos and videos of Moonshiners. And if we get at least fifty people that would like to buy a calendar, we're actually going to be creating calendars for all these different fly-ins. So we had some questions and answers that we talked about before the show started, Cody. Um, can you tell us some of the questions that people normally ask and the answers? Yeah, so the biggest question I get, and it's probably asked this at a lot of fly-ins to people running them is, can we come early? And I spoke, I spoke to Dave about this beforehand. And I think he came to a conclusion that uh, since the last few years, people uh, have wanted to come early. He's allowed them to come early. Uh, and essentially how he charges for the event is just uh, per pilot per night. Uh, it's $20 a night. Uh, that includes a shower and the FBO. Um, every night before the fourth that you're there is just half price, 10 bucks. Oh, 10 wow, bucks that's nice. Day. That's really yeah. nice. <laughs> so yeah if you wanted to show up two weeks <laughs> two weeks early you're more than welcome to dave is with open arms just loves people great guy super cool guy it's like my i don't know grandpa if you will for aviation stuff super sharp older gentleman loves to have a good time that's cool well i know there's a bunch of questions that we talked about are there uh what are the other yeah. questions that that you normally get that uh, so, you need to answer johnson uh mountain cities is a small town uh i've actually got a screen share here okay just to give people because people you know ask kind of about lodging and restaurants and see if i can pop this up here can you see that in the middle of the screen there I see something so tiny, it's very hard to see. Okay. There we go. Now I see it. Okay. So there's a lot of little mom and pop places. If you kind of scale through this list, there's a lot of barbecue, a lot of Mexican, a lot of uh, a couple seafood places. Uh, if that's coming through right now, kind of yeah, browse. So, so I see that you're just um googling mountain city tennessee restaurants yes okay so just to kind of give a quick run through there are several places to eat and there's a few grocery stores as well but uh if you notice a lot of these restaurants a lot of them aren't you know like your mainstream stuff that you would see in every other little town or whatnot 
Can you uh, zoom in so, on where the airport is on this? Um, on yeah. this? So, of course, no, here's no, kind of our. I'm sorry, I, I meant the other um, on the Google. The well, I mean, just, the one that you just had a second ago. Can you see this here? I can see that. Okay, so here's Johnson County Airport. You come in here on Crackers Neck Road. That's, I know. <laughs> Crackers what? Crackers Neck is the name of this road. Crackers, Crackers Neck. Neck. <laughs> I don't think I'll forget that. It cracks me up every time I'm leaving the joint. I always catch that sign. So you come in on Crackers Neck, hang a left. You're scaling the side of the airport. Coming right through here. You turn in. The FBO is right here on the left, which I actually made a little map. Oh, nice. Where, red, where, where can we see this map? Uh, I can sh I can share this image to you, and you can put it on your uh, okay. Uh, thank info you. page. Yeah, we'll do this. Yeah, we'll definitely do that after the podcast. Yeah, so it's a lot bigger than it looks on maps. I promise. <clears throat> where so where do so, we camp over there? Where it says camp, that's where we pull in over there. Yeah, so so I'll just start off here. As soon as you pull in on the left, immediately you're going to come to a gate, and mm -hmm. I've got the key code. Uh, I'll share with you guys later. But here's the FBO on the left. This is where you stop. You go in, you see Dave, there's a piece of paper on the counter with all the rules and info about the airport. And then pay for camping. You pull in and all this in the orange area, this is all the camper parking. Oh, wow. And, and vehicle parking. So you can kind of get an idea there. And then the pink is LZ area. And again, it's a lot bigger than it looks. And then all this green box, is also uh, LZ opportunity, if you will. You're allowed to launch and land anywhere in here, pretty much anywhere on the runway. Wow. <clears throat> what Dave typically does is during the flying hours that we're flying in the morning and the evenings, he actually issues NOTAMs. Uh, so we don't have to worry about too many aircraft, obviously trying to come in, in and out. <clears throat> Excuse me. And if there is an aircraft that's gonna be inbound, You'll see Dave drive out here with his little yellow Jeep with flashing lights on it. And if you see that, that just means, hey, there's a plane getting ready to come in. It's five, 10 miles out, you know, you know, respect the, you know, the glide slopes of the aircrafts and just, you know, get the heck out of the way. Gotcha. Uh, there's Avgas there. I think he said it was, you know, for the guys that like to run Avgas. Uh, I think it's, it was like 450 or five bucks a gallon. Uh, he keeps like Amsoil and Pennzoil, two-stroke oil. Um, I, bags of ice. You can buy bags of ice there. I think it's like three bucks a bag. Do you know how much the oil is by any chance? I don't. Okay. I don't uh, by chance. All right. Um, we'll, we'll get that information, and we will add that to the description down below when okay. we get the chance. Now, for anyone that's got a motorcycle or a dual sport, uh, this area is big in recreational riding. There's a place over here called Doe Mountain. So right across the way here is a Doe Mountain Recreation, recreational area. And Dave and the FBO sells passes, day passes, to be able to ride on all that property. Uh, if you ride dual sports, there's all kinds of mountains and roads to ride all through here, if you see it right here. Uh, they also rent side-by-sides. If you've never done that, 
you know. Uh, do you happen to have the rates for the side-by-sides? I do not. Okay. I think uh, maybe Dragon Campers mentioned maybe they might do a little more digging on that. <laughs> okay. Or maybe you volunteered him to. <laughs> Probably. Why not? Yeah. But uh, I always bring a motorcycle. Uh, all of my students, graduated students, regular local flyers, mainly because of me, probably. Uh, we all have motorcycles now. So in the middle of the day, when we're kind of scratching our butts, we go ride motorcycles. And there's tons of rivers to swim in as well. As you know, August, it's going to be hot. Oh, yeah. So what's the temperature usually um, well, about that time? Was that uh, June, July? July and August are typically probably the two hottest months of the year. Fair warning. Right. Uh, so uh, I forget the name of the river, but we take off up this way. There's a river. There's also a lake. We go to a boat ramp at the lake here, Watuga. There we go. Yeah, and we go put our butts in this water too. If you want to bring a kayak, you can kayak. And uh, yeah, there's all kinds of cool little activities to do in the middle of the day. Uh, for uh, motorcycle riding, you know, beautiful country. So you can bring your motorcycle or dirt bike. You can rent a side-by-side. -side. You can bring your uh, bicycle. I heard that there's uh, some bike trails. Oh. Yeah, tell me about the bike Have trip. you heard of the Virginia Creeper? No. <clears throat> it's a huge tourist stop for mountain bike guys. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't, I've never been on the Virginia Creeper, but I've been told uh, out of the miles and miles long this thing is, there's only like two spots once you get uh, uh, carred or trucked up to the top and dropped off that you actually have to pedal. <laughs> really? Yeah, wow. so I'm bringing a mountain bike, and I'm definitely doing the Virginia Creeper. I've never done it. I'm really excited about that. Wow. Can, can you also rent bikes there, too? I think you can. Wow. I think that's what Dave said. So don't quote me on that. All right, definitely. I've never, I've never done it. Um, go over the list here. Oh. I like to just touch on generators real okay. quick. All right. And I know all the tent campers will thank me for saying this. Uh, out oh. of respect for the tent campers, 10 p.m. is the cutoff for all generators, unless maybe you're trying to run a CPAP or something. Uh, and if you're doing that, we're kind of, you know, nicely asking you park like way in the back. Gotcha. <laughs> Because there's nothing worse than being in a tent and hearing a loud generator at a fly-in. And it happens a lot. Mm. So park over here. Yeah. Show, show me on the map. Go ahead and share your screen and show me on the map where you're talking about. Okay, if you just absolutely have to run a generator, park here. Okay. If you can see that. Is, is that the east side? Are we looking at north, south, east, and west? So that's the east side? <sighs> Let's see. So that'd be, let's see, what's that? The north, that's the northeast. Yeah, the northeast corner. Okay. Uh, let's see. Draw. But yeah, work here if you're going to Jenny. If you just absolutely have to. You know, at nighttime, it gets pretty cool. Uh, with my campers, I don't run a Jenny. Um, 
unless you know maybe i want to take a nap in the middle of the day and i'm trying to run my air conditioning exactly oh that's right so what, what's the temperature usually like 110 degrees there during the oh, day is we're that now we're okay. so being in the southeast kind of like we are you know it's it's high humidity uh temperatures like you're probably gonna see temperatures between if i had to guess probably 87 and 93 degrees maybe okay okay if i had we're, to guess all right yeah sometimes so, oh go ahead jade there's a question in the chat josh perry said he got here late but wanted to know if we reviewed the hookups um dump stations and he said Ooh. at endless foot drag we had tent campers at opposite end of the runway so generators could be run all night on opposing ends so is that a possibility at all uh let me just kind of i heard the word dump station uh, so two things first, and I'll get back to that. When you pull okay. in through the gate, there's a water spigot so you can fill your fresh water tank before you park your camper. So you don't have to haul it. I, I know I never haul my water. Uh, and the other thing is when you leave, there is a dump station. If you want to drain your, uh, you know, your black and gray tanks or whatnot. Uh, and then, uh, I'm sorry, what was the second half of that question on the are there any hookups, electrical hookups, or is it just generators? So technically, there's not really any hookups. It is just kind of an airport. Uh, there's one section every year they've kind of halfway reserved for the for for us. I know that sounds really crappy, but uh, let me go back to the screen share real quick. Uh, so technically. Technically, we park right here, and we get, uh, you know, a little a cord, if you will, just a, there's, there's like two outlets right here. <laughs> we can't use much. Gotcha. <laughs> it trips the breaker really easy. Uh, but this is kind of the moonshiner parking, if you will, just because, you know, we like to hang out and do all that stuff, too, as I'm sure a lot of you will. Uh, I would recommend if there's groups of you coming that are your buddies, maybe if you wanted to get there a few days early to make sure you get to park with your buds, I don't know, just a thought, probably not a bad idea. Okay. Makes sense. Um, so what was the second end of that question? I apologize. I answered half um, of He asked about... Um, he said at, at endless foot drag, we had tent campers at the opposite end of the runway. So the generators could be run all night on the opposing end. Yeah. So most flyings I've been to, you'll get to a section of the camping area. <clears throat> and sometimes you'll see a sign that says like no generators beyond this point or something like that. Uh, we don't really have that because if you see the property, the way it's laid out, it's kind of weird. Um, Typically, the tent campers tend to accumulate right outside of where the moonshiners park. Uh, let me do that one more time. So the moonshiners park here, and then over the last three years, we've had a lot of tent guys somehow, for some reason, kind of accumulate right here, which would allow for anyone that just has to run a generator to come completely 100% to the other end of the allotted camping area. Mm-hmm. We try to you try to please everybody, you know, you try the best we can. And I have a question. Okay. What section is 
sectioned off for clear prop TV. <laughs> I think that we'll have to figure that one out and uh, and get there early because Josh there you go. get there early. And then Josh had one more question. He wants to know what the weather is going to be like down there this this weekend. Oh, I was talking to John Wayne about that. <laughs> sorry. Oh, oh, yeah. sorry. He's going to go down to Spring Hill, Louisiana and hang out with Kyle O. Thinking about oh. the weather here is going to be terrible. Yeah. And never trust a skinny chef. Shane says, sorry, he can't make the show. His cell service is bad. But he says hello to everybody. Well, hello. Glad you made it in spirit. And we you got know, John Wayne on chat also. Hey, John. <clears throat> Glad you made it. We also have a couple people in here, too, in case you didn't know. We got Dragon Campers. We got Jim, uh, Eric and Jade, Linda and Josh are in here. So glad that you made it. Um, what other questions have we talked about before the show, Josh, that you have answers to? Um, there's something about um, a place to eat or get alcohol, or what's the alcohol rules? <laughs> okay, so as far as I remember, you can't buy alcohol at any of the restaurants, but you can buy alcohol at the grocery stores and some of the convenience stores. Not sure what that's about. Um, so I guess if you're going to a restaurant, you might want to have a, a beverage or two before you go in, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like a Bible town, if you will, kind of still a little old school. Mm -hmm. So possibly a dry county. Yes, ma'am. Okay. okay. So uh, if we if we could bring our own if we wanted to, um, but we don't want to flaunt it. Is that what we're is that is that what we're talking about? Yeah, I think. Again, I can't comment on that. <laughs> as far as airports go, and and you know, I think from what I remember traveling down there with my parents years ago is uh, yeah, it's not supposed to be seen. I think that's kind of the rule of thumb anywhere. You know, sporting event or you know, get together or whatever. Maybe if you just don't make make it an issue, I don't think it is an issue. Okay, so don't make it an issue. Yeah, gotcha. Just, you know. Have a few beverages in your little styrofoam cup or whatever, and okay. <laughs> have a good time. On those maps that you had on the computer, you don't have to bring them up, but how far okay. away is the airport from Main Street? So you're less than four miles from okay. that Main Street town, uh, kind of known as uh, Mountain City. That's the main okay. drag. So... There's two ways to come in also. I would recommend as much interstate as possible because if you end up going through the back roads way, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Uh, if you like scenery, I would recommend it. If you don't, and I guess if you're coming from North Carolina, you wouldn't see it anyways. But if you're west coming east to the event, uh, maybe take an extra hour and just enjoy the scenery. A lot of those roads wind back and forth with the river and it's absolutely gorgeous. Do you remember any other questions that we talked about that you have answers to? Oh, I have something. Okay. So 
overdoing this event the last few years, uh, a buddy of mine uh, put on to me, uh, and you probably, some of you have heard of it, it's called either RV Share or Outdoorsy. Mm -hmm. uh, I sold my camper because I, you know, I used it four or five times a year. Uh, but with Outdoorsy or RV Share, you can, you know, find a camper online in the town you're going to visit. And most of the time, these places will uh, deliver it for no extra charge. You can have it there set up uh, when you get there. And then when you leave, meet with the owners again. And of course, they hook up and go on. Uh, so for me, for as low cost as it is, I already booked my camper. Uh, I got it for it was like 65 or 70 bucks a night uh and of course there's taxes and fees that go along with that but uh so you're saying that you can get on this app and rent somebody else's rv they'll bring it there for you set it up you just stay there enjoy your time and then when you're done the owners will come pick it up and take it away that sounds yes. like a plan. so what'd you say the uh the the app was or the website yeah, so uh, there's an app called Outdoorsy, and then there's like a web company. I don't think they have an app, but it's just called RV Share. And uh, yeah, I went with RV Share. Uh, and most most of the people that are running these campers are on both. So I ended up going with RV Share because the fees were just a little bit lower. I saved like 70 more bucks. Uh, at the end of it, when it was all said and done, when you buy the insurance and, you know, pay for the delivery fee and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, uh, people make a living renting these campers. Uh, one guy last year, he had five of these things and he kept them rented out most of the year. So I'm going to do it every year. So cheaper than fuel. Eric, Eric just said that we'll fly signed up for that for this weekend fly-in that they're at but he's snuggling up with shane in, in a, a tent, tent. <laughs> <laughs> poor will fly <laughs> that's so funny but shane did tell us that if we would have went down by him um down in florida that they also have it down there too because that's what we had talked about possibly doing too it's so nice, especially if you're boondocking. I mean, why not? You can have your dedicated, regular, whatever, 5x8, 6x12, 7x14 trailer that has all your paramotor gear in it. Uh, and then at night, you've got a place to shower, sleep, climate controlled, refrigerator, microwave, toilet. Why not? Yeah. That sounds, that sounds really awesome. Um, <laughs> definitely. Um, we have Josh Perry in the in the um, Zoom, and he is the creator of this ppgzone.com. If you haven't been there already, you definitely need to go to ppgzone.com. When you go to the, when you go there and you scroll down, not only will you see all the different members and pilots that are around you on a map, they also have all the different podcasts and live streams. You can upload your photos, and uh, if you have at least fifty people that want to buy the calendar, we actually print out the calendar. We have a really cool wind um, section that checks your wind. So you might want to check that out. You got your flying events. So when you go to the flying events and you go down, this has all the different uh, fly-ins and you can get some really good details. So you go down to August, 
the fifth annual Moonshiners fly. And when you click that, here's all the information about Moonshiners. And then see right next to it, you have the PPG, PPG zone group. When you click that, now you can talk with all the pilots that are going to be there between August 4th and the 8th of this year, which is 2021. So you might want to check that out. Hey, Josh, do you want to talk more about that um, if you get the chance, if you want to? Yeah, I mean, you did a great job. You pretty much nailed all the features there. Um, I don't know if you want to um, talk more about the group and uh, bring it up there and just kind of narrate, but um, there's a section where you can upload photos uh, specifically to that group. So if you're there um, in person and you're taking photos on the go, um, you can upload them there and people can see them you know, instantly as you upload them. So that'll be a fun thing for the flying. Um, also, if anybody's looking for particular items, maybe they forgot extension cord or RB plugs or generator adapters, stuff like that. So you just throw a quick post, hey, I'm looking for some of these supplies and I got this. So those are just some kind of use cases we thought about uh, using groups for the fly-ins and events. Um, we got the uh, Paraboter podcast page, which we're looking at right now. Um, and this just kind of gives you all the information on all the podcasts that I'm aware of. Um, so you can uh, quickly come here at a glance, get some information, click on any of the one of the uh, links, whether it's an Apple podcast, Google podcast, um, SoundCloud, you can just play it from here uh, or on the go. Um, you can take a look at the member map, um, see if there's anybody in your area that you want to fly with. You can send them a private message, say, hey, I'm, I'm new. Let's uh, I'm not the best pilot, but hey, I wanted to fly. Are you going to fly with me? And you know, make some new friends. That's that's how I made all my new friends. We're just online on different, uh, you know, Facebook, Reddit, social media uh, places. Um, so it's uh, my goal to just kind of make this an all-in-one location for pilots to get uh, event info. Um, I'm building a classified section that's uh, going to be coming in a few months here. So. Um, open to new ideas, suggestions, features, anything that somebody thinks that I can do better, you know, just bring it up and let's make it use on the, you know, the all in one place to go. I see you. You're right there. That's so cool. Yep. So yeah, that's really neat that um, that you can actually go there and actually, uh, there seems to be so many different um, things that you can do on on this website, which is really awesome. So resources and wind um i checked this out this is really cool so you have so i can actually go to where i live click this and not only does it pull up this windy but it also pulls up all the different wind in different miles per hour shows yeah, so if there's any is, wind shear this is an app i made um it's called wind just wind.ppgzone.com um, it's based off the uh, NOAA RAP model, uh, the rapid area, um, I want to say refresh model. Um, it's, it's the same data set that Ryan Carlton uses. So we both pour data from the same exact place. Um, if you were to compare the data, it's pretty much identical. Um, some of my formulas I rounded up differently. Um, there's also some of these red lines you're noticing here. Um, yeah. Those are for wind shear. So if you scroll up here, you have some settings in the upper right-hand corner. 
um, in the hamburger menu there. Yeah, so you can set your wind shear speed. So right now it's set to eight miles an hour. So any, any layer that has more than an eight mile an hour difference between it will be have a red highlight in it. Same with uh, wind direction. So if you want to, so you can see the red lines kind of changed. You can see right there at 1300 feet, between 1300 and 1800 at 7 p.m., there's a there's a good wind shift uh, directional change there. Wow, and yeah, there is. I mean, speed on too. So expect some shear there. <laughs> so you can go in there, um, play with it all. Um, it's mobile responsive, it'll work on your phone. Um, so you can use it out in the field. You can just hit the little GPS button and pull it up right then and there. And, um, again, I'm always looking for ways to improve. So if you guys have some feedback or ideas, my um, do, do, is there a is there a um, email address that we can talk to you, uh, you yeah, know, um, send you or what? It's going to be Josh at ppgzone.com. All right, that's easy enough. Um, any questions in our panel that you would like to ask, or if you guys see any questions in the chat that you'd like to share? No. Um, is there any other questions that we talked about before that you had answers to? I know we, we talked for about an hour. Uh, was there any other questions that we talked about that you have answers to, Josh? Um, I mean, I'm sorry, um, Cody. <laughs> uh, I was actually just messaging Dave uh, Garris at the airport, uh, just kind of asking if there's anything else he wanted to throw in. He just said, you know, he hopes everyone comes and has a good time and uh, he put emphasis on there's nobody at a moonshiners flying that has more fun than Dave Garris. So, uh, I just want to, you know, throw a quick shout out to him. I'm so thankful for him allowing us to do this in the town of mountain city. And I hope we can keep this thing going for years to come. Rules of the airport. That's what I forgot to ask you. What are oh, the rules? We yeah. didn't even go over that. No, we didn't. Well, I thought I was going to get off the hook easy. No, it's like, so, so there's no rules. I can just, you know, buzz over anything and fly anywhere I want to. And uh, that's the rule. Right? Uh, airport frequency code that we should be listening on for air traffic. Technically, most of your PPG pilots aren't carrying those kinds of radios. Um, I can get back to you on that. Uh, but Dave has an airport radio. And if you want to fly with a radio, uh, some of you do. I don't, just because I don't fly around airports and I know my airspace limits. But Dave keeps a radio, and it's probably not a bad idea for you to be able to hear incoming and outgoing uh, air traffic. Uh, but again, too, kind of the rule of thumb, like I spoke about earlier, is if you see a yellow Jeep down on the, uh, the asphalt, the runway, the tarmac, the apron, uh, with a flashing light, you know, that means, hey, look out, incoming. So something's coming a... in, it's going to be in a glide slope, be respectful. As you know, under FAR 103, we have no right away to anything. So, you know, just look out, use your head. Uh, and I'm going to talk to Dave some more, but I'm pretty sure he's going to keep, you know, he keeps a radio on him at all times. And if something's coming in and you're flying and you have a radio, he will let you know, incoming. Two, and, you can give Dave, me that, and you can get me that, um, that frequency and yes. I'll put it in the in the description down below so we will know yes. that in the future yeah and any information we get um you're more than welcome to update the uh, flying 
uh, uh, event on PPG's uh, shop. Excellent. Yeah, that's an excellent tool. Thank you for that, by the way. Um, okay, so a couple rules uh, regarding the the airport. Uh, five mile an hour speed limit. Uh, of course, you know, people, pets, little airplanes taxiing around. Watch out. Uh, no flights directly over airport hangars. Uh, there's a lot of tower antennas coming up out of those things. It kind of looks like a lot of those guys might be doing amateur radio or something. So they're hard to see. So don't fly over the hangars if you can help it. It's very tempting. But stay away, stay in front of the hangars. You know, if you're going to come buzz the LZ, you know, be, a, you know, 100, 200 feet up at least if you're going to fly over anything. Um, Is there a section you can go about foot drag? What's that? Is there a section we can go foot drag? A section? Yeah, the whole runway, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got here late. I missed that part. We talked about generators. Uh, typically, of course, you know, generator usage during the daylight hours, uh, but we have a 10 p.m. curfew on that. Again, uh, we touched on that earlier as far as, you know, if someone needs to run a CPAP at night, that's 100% understandable, but just, you know, park the other end of the, the camper parking. Um, we talked about Dave's yellow Jeep and his strobe light on the top. That means something's coming in. Okay, so throughout the day, too, usually in the mornings, Dave will say, Hey, I've got a guy coming in to fuel. You know, this is one of his planned stops, and he's really good about uh, letting me know. And then I kind of pass the word around, you know, to you. You pass the word around to your neighbors. Hey, I got a guy coming in around between 10 and 11 or something. So just if you're up, just watch out for that. Uh, the gate code, uh, we'll put this in the description or on PPG Zone or whatnot. But the gate code when you get there, when you need to get through, is 122. Three. <laughs> yeah. One, two, two, three. And then when you're leaving, of course, it opens automatically. Uh, again, there's two stroke oil nav gas for sale right there in the office. Bags of ice. There's concession sales in the office. It kind of runs on an honor system. You know, chips, candy bars, coffee, stuff like that. Uh, always have safety in mind while on the ground and in the air for everyone to have a memorable and happy experience. Dave Garris, airport manager, Johnson County Airport. That's, that's pretty much the rules. Uh, any questions on that from anybody? Any questions in the chat guys about the rules? Oh, uh, actually I do have one to add. Yes. Uh, probably regret saying this, but. Uh, a lot of guys that have gone to a lot of fly-ins, they hear this at every fly-in they go to. It's kind of the golden rule at every fly-in. Would anyone by chance know what that golden rule is? Don't be a douche. Oh, so close. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a Richard. I've never been to a fly-in. How do you know? Oh, that's, that's just the golden rule when it comes to flying paramotors or anything in general in life. You know, in life, don't be a dick, you know, and your life will be fine. Don't, you know, when, when you're flying paramotors, don't be a dick. Just be nice to everybody. Everything will be great. I think that covers everything. Just that one rule. I think so. Practice common courtesy, mm -hmm. you know, uh, use common sense. When you said don't, what you, you said don't fly over something because of towers. What did you say don't fly over? The hangers. The hangers. Okay. Coming out of some of these hangars are some tall antennas. 
like I said, I don't know if some of these guys practice amateur radio. Uh, also, behind the hangars, up on the hill behind the airport, are some high-tension uh, electrical wires, if you will. Can you show on the lines. Can you show on the map real quick where they are? Sure, sure. Thank you. Give me a minute here. Sure, no problem. So, how many did you have at this the last couple of years? How many? Yeah. So, on average, except for the first year, on average, we have averaged between. 80 and 114 pilots annually. Oh, wow. Okay. Are there going to be uh, air bosses? More than one? I didn't hear what you said. Is there going to be more than what? Are there going to be uh, like volunteer air bosses? So typically we, we, we've not done that in the past. Uh, it's something that can definitely be discussed. We have five months to get that sorted. Uh, Typically, everyone's ran this thing pretty safe. Uh, we've not had any incidents yet, and I'd like to keep it that way. But I think as the event gets closer and closer and you see the Facebook attendance for people going gets higher and higher, we may have to implement an air boss to safely allow for people uh, taking off and actually coming into land. Okay, since I've never been to a fly-in, what is an air boss? I'll let someone else answer if, if someone wants to talk. Does anybody else know what an air boss is? basically air traffic control. Yeah, so a buddy of mine, uh, for a few years there, uh, the beach blasts, the last three beach blasts that ever happened, I went to all of those. Uh, and my buddy, Matt Finley, who's a local there in Panama City Beach, actually works in law enforcement, him and his wife, uh, and they're really good friends with John Black. Uh, we were just down there three weeks ago for a week. We flew absolutely Sunday to Sunday, all day, love the beach. But anyways, Matt Finley has always run uh, the Air Boss uh, and, and he's helped to keep that a safe event. And uh, yeah, it's probably not a bad idea. How does that work if we don't have radios? I mean, what does the Air Boss okay. do? Just have okay. flags and do this number? Or, yeah, or so what? typically a guy will have some flags or he's wearing a neon vest and he's got a whistle. And essentially there'll be a couple guys land up lined up getting ready to take off and like like you go and you're running and if your wing falls over okay stop move out of the way next guy and that gives you a chance to you know go back and get in line again if you will but there's several several areas here to to lay out a glider and take off uh but at the moment and again this can be changed at the moment because we have so much area we can actually designate a takeoff area and a landing area uh, if this thing gets you know big enough that'd be really cool is there a safety briefing that will be going on every morning and evening or how does that work uh some flyings do that some don't we've kind of been a little a little more laid back on that uh in the sense that most people that come to this thing uh have been to some fly-ins but a lot of guys haven't uh the sport's been growing ridiculously crazy in the last few years. So like yourself, uh, Sean, this may be uh, the first flying for a lot of guys. So uh, as far as so as far, as far as a safety briefing, how would that go? I mean, what would a normal safety briefing sound like? Yeah, so I've actually never led a safety briefing before. I've always had other guys kind of do that portion. But typically, we'll say, hey, this is a mandatory meeting, you have to be here at, you know, let's say 530 or 6am you know, a little bit before sunrise, because a lot of guys want to, you know, hit that sunrise flight, right? So 
you know, we'll gather around the, the FBO, the hangar area, and, uh, you know, we have kind of a safety briefing, at which point uh, Dave will have some information on any maybe uh, inbound uh, air traffic coming in. So that's a good idea to talk about anything that's coming in and about or around what time. Uh, uh, let's see, maybe talk about the weather a little bit. Um, maybe talk a little bit more about if there was any uh, previous days incidents. Hey, this happened yesterday. Two guys were doing it. Don't do that again kind of stuff. Uh, that, you know, can happen sometimes. Sometimes you'll get guys that take off and they like to just sit there and buzz 360s around the LZ, you know, and that, that can be dangerous because there's guys trying to take off and there's guys trying to land. And if you're sitting there going round and round and round, uh, you know, that, that's not very safe. That's the part of it. Don't be a dick, right? Don't be a dick. Yeah. Hey, I was one of those douche, whatever. <laughs> I'm sure at one point in time, I think we've all done that at some flyings from time to time, right? And didn't know better. And I think that's probably why a good safety briefing is good, just because maybe you're brand new and you are just used to buzzing around your LZ and you don't know better. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I was the reason for the company safety video, right? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, but I do know some people that were. Right. Yeah, there's there's rules because of people out there, unfortunately. Um, okay, so we don't fly over the hangars. Generators are off by 10. If you need to have it on because you have a CPAP or something medical, you want to stay at the east end. Um, you said that you average about 80 to 114 pilots. So if we have more than that, um, will there be safety briefing? And you also said something about um, someone directing traffic. Would you say the name of that was when somebody directs traffic? Like an air boss. An air boss. So Dave hey, commented in the in the chat. He said that he has locals that are spotters on the ground for air traffic, and uh, I count on my PPG safety officers for flight and operations. And who said that? That is Dave Garris. Okay. Oh, hello, Dave. Hey, Dave, if you want to jump on, I just put the meeting ID and passcode above you. If you want to jump on Zoom and maybe you can help us out with a couple of uh, uh, things that you might want to, you know, um, tell us about. Airbus safety briefing will probably not happen. We do have a NOTAM uh, that's going to be in effect. However, some planes will come in. And if that happens, we will see a Jeep down there. Correct. Yeah, Dave, if you get a second or I'm sure he'll type in the comments if he's able to get on or not, but that'd be super cool to have him join in. He's just, he's a, such a cool, nice guy. He's been super gracious to allow us to keep doing this thing. And that's, that's really awesome. Um, how about as far as airspace, what kind of airspace is around there? Is there anything that we need to worry about or is it pretty much clear, just G and E airspace out there? Yeah. So typically like you're going to see that upside down funnel cake right here at Johnson County. Right. So I think that's where the NOTAM really comes into safety play for us can you, in can our you show flying that? hours of the day. Can you show that on, uh, can you share that and show that real quick? I might be able to pull up sectional. Okay. Sky vector here. Skyvector.com. Gosh, I haven't been on here in a while. It's so funny, we fly the same old, same old LZs. Mm -hmm. I can type in the uh, airport uh, identifier I use, here. I use Skyfly High, and one of the features on that is to show your airspace. And if you run into some airspace or you start getting close to an airspace, it actually warns you 
um, with a beep and say, hey, you're you're about to come close to an airspace. Oh. It tells you where you are, where you need to be, if you need to go higher or lower. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so I use that specific option a lot. <laughs> yes, yes, it's nice. it's very important, I think, as far as like, if I only had one app to use, which is kind of, that's the only one I use, Skyfly High is great for airspace, and then I use the PPGPS for fuel because it has a fuel gauge on there to give you an idea of how much fuel you have, which is great. Unless one of your fuel tanks doesn't work, and then you go down. Johnson County. Here we go. Okay. Yeah, give me a second to pull it up here. Sure. I can't believe that we've been talking for almost 50 minutes already. Oof, let's see. What time? i got to keep an eye on the time. Okay, I've got about 30 more minutes. Yeah, we're probably going to close this up and wrap this up about 8 o'clock. So in about 10 more minutes, we're going to be done. So if you guys have any questions that you'd like answered, uh, if you're listening to this not live, make sure you put the questions down below in comments, and we'll make sure that we answer them. Well, I got a question. So how's the uh, insect situation? The bugs out there pretty big? I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? I heard they're like dragons. <laughs> I was going to ask them, how big are the insects out there? Oh, I can't remember just the time I needed bug spray out there, but it's probably not a bad idea to bring it out that time of year. Well, out here, probably about, um, was that August or so in July, we got uh, spiders that will just parachute off of the sky, and as you're flying along, they'll just get spiders on you, and you know, oh, be covered in spiders. It's gosh. terrible. No, thank you. Remind me not to go up there and fly with you now, Josh. Darn it. <laughs> All right, go ahead, and uh, so are, are you, we centered straight into this? Yeah. All right. Gosh, I haven't looked at a sectional in a minute. Okay. We typically don't touch on that until PPG3 stuff, because uh, most of the LZs we train off of, we already know the limitations, if you will, in, in regards to other local airports and, you know, like military space and whatnot. But exactly. for guys that kind of know what they're looking at here, you can get an, a general idea. Of course, here's your airport right here. Uh, some towers. Uh, was that 6,300 here? Okay, so basically we're looking at a sectional that uh, zooms into the mountain city. Yeah, the identifier also is 6A4, and it looks like the frequency, what is that, 126.225? Yes. Okay, so there's some numbers here for you guys. Oh, what do we got going on over here? Crumley, Elizabethton. Yeah, that's we're not going to fly that far probably. Ah, maybe some guys will end up over here over flying over the lake, Watuga way over there is that i mean do people really fly that far from yeah, there, the lz there's guys that'll fly and touch the tip of watuga over here actually hey you want to fly over the lake sure and then go nice. back so there's a ridge here it's kind of pretty you just kind of follow the ridge all the way to the lake sean uh, can, you send that that, can you send that meeting id again dave's trying to get in and i don't i'm not sure if he didn't see that last one you sent yeah um josh perry just sent it again i think it's oh, uh, okay Okay, I see that now. And I just sent it again too. It should be the same. Is it the same? Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, so just go ahead and jump on. We got about uh, 10 more minutes that we're going to be streaming live. Uh, any questions or answers or anything that you want to add to this, definitely jump on. Let us know your take. Have you been to the Moonshiners fly-in? Have you been to another fly-in in the past? Go ahead and give us, uh, you know, jump on and let us know what you have done. 
uh, give us some information, especially for people like me that, I mean, I've been in the PPG community since and flying since 2019. Here it is 2021. And um, I haven't been to a fly in. So it looks like there's a lot of places to fly around there. You're saying that most people will take off and go fly and uh, fly around the river over there and the lake. Yeah, so as you can see here, this real skinny line, that's a river. Mm -hmm. So in the middle of the day, we'll get on our motorcycles and there's a spot, uh, I want to say it's about right here. We can park the bikes. It's a gravel parking lot and you can sit your, uh, your little hot bottom down in the river and it's so refreshing. Oh man, that'd be oh. so good. Can you, can you um, get that side by side and, and, uh, and tool down over there too? Well, you know, they may rent DOT legal side by sides to zip around the town. Uh, but if I had to guess, can you put it on the chat? Dragon campers, found some, Dragon campers find some, found some links. He's going to post them in the chat in just a moment. Campground. All right. I'm with you guys. If you can hear me now. Hey Dave, how are you? Up, buddy? Dave? <laughs> I'm doing great. Yep. Figured out the zoom meeting on to get on with you. Good and deal. You're shooting, shooting my hometown here. So what did I miss? We probably missed everything. So let's go ahead and start from the beginning. <laughs> no, we don't have to uh -huh. do that. <laughs> what's the what's the latest topic? Um, I think we're trying to figure out you know, the uh, airspace, where to go fly, where are the coolest places to go check out. So here we are at the airport. Which way would be a really cool way to go check out? What's what's the scenery uh, like? What's what's the scenic view? Any any direction other than loitering over the landing and takeoff zone. Exactly. Uh, you, you you can ba you can basically uh, head out to the south and to the north. Uh, we've got Doe Mountain to the north. And we've got Stone Mountain to the south. Uh, both of them are around four thousand feet MSL. Uh, that is correct. You're going in the right direction there. Uh, the only thing that I require is not loitering around the ends of the runways the glide slope areas coming into runway two, four and runway six. Gotcha. So, yep. Stay, stay, stay away from the approach ends of those. Anything else is fair game. Uh, the locals love y'all to come fly around uh, the forge mountain and the places where people live on the sides. I've been told that a lot of them, while the PPGers are in town, uh, will plan to have dinners out on their porch so they can watch guys and women fly by. Okay, so, really? Cool. So where's where is that exactly? Go ahead and show me. For, show me Forge quick. Mountain, take your uh, pointer and go to the right-hand side of that four-lane road, correct? Now go to the north, which would be up to your upper right. On the other side of that big road to the right. Yep, your hand's on it right now. That is Forge Mountain, and it goes over the town of Mountain City. And we've had a lot of paramotor guys go and uh, go tell everybody that we're in town. We'll go fly over the town of Mountain City. Mountain City. Okay. So, so they have no problem with uh, uh, PPG pilots flying over Mountain City. Absolutely not. We okay. do have a prison. We do have a state correctional facility <laughs> that's down that's down Doe Valley, and uh, it's been requested that y'all kind of stay out of their area. And uh, can you can you zoom all... into that real quick? Where we need to stay away from. Doe Valley right uh, there? Yep, that's the industrial park right there. You basically, okay. that's it. North, northeast Correctional Facility. Okay, do not fly over there. Do not. 
All right. So do not foot drag the correctional facility. Gotcha. <laughs> if you want to keep your foot. <laughs> gotcha. So stay up, uh, stay up, um, what, northeast where the mountain city is, fly around the valleys. Lots of outs, it looks like, too. Yes, yes. You can go along the ridge, and we use that with full-scale aircraft, too. We'll go and uh, I've got a kind of little slalom course on uh, on Doe Mountain that I regularly go down, and you can turn to the left and be turn to the right and be at uh, altitude again. So what is the uh, um, ground, um, wh what is the height above sea level at uh, your airport? The runway is at 2,240 feet MSL. Wow. So you guys are. So we're already, are start, we're already starting off with a little bit of high altitude. Makes gotcha. a, a, a few more steps on the running for sure to get airborne. <laughs> is there any um, uh, differences in G airspace? Does G airspace go up to 1,200 there? Yes, it does. Uh, we, we are an uncontrolled airspace, uh, meaning we don't have any kind of tower and we don't direct planes. We are in the Tri-Cities uh, uh, Regional Airports, TRACON. So they take and handle all of our uh, IFR traffic. Okay. Uh, I have uh, uh, automated data surveillance broadcast antennas bristling the hangar over here. So uh, nowadays I can see all the bit of traffic that's coming in and out of our airport, like as if I had radar. Um, typically there hasn't been any, uh, any problem just because of the, the times of days that uh, PPGs and, and, and fixed wing aircraft fly, they, they don't conducively fly at the same time. Uh, so that we, we haven't had uh, really any incidents or even a, as much as a close call in the area. Uh, this event does coincide with a buddy of mine up the road uh, who has a free fly off of a Tater Hill. It's a competition that he runs up there. And uh, what I do is I call a NOTAM in for the whole region. Anybody that's from the Boone to the Abington area are alerted through the FAA NOTAM system that there's going to be uh, paramotor and uh, para activity in the area. Yeah, what's the uh, altitude that that NOTAM goes up to? Oh, 18,000 feet. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, those, the, the, the guys up there at the uh, free flies, uh, they'll sometimes get up to 14 and 15,000 feet if they catch a good wind. That is really cool. One of the things that ClearProp TV was talking about our group was to get there and get up to at least, you know, 10,000 feet. But um, if you got to know them all the way up to 18, we might just have to just to test our luck. Give it a try, big guy. I know, right? <laughs> so, so is that from uh, from from morning to night that notum, or is there a certain time that that's uh, active? The, I put the notum out for the entire duration of the event, from the fourth until the eighth. Correct. Okay, and the only time that we will have airplanes coming through are the ones that are going to be stopping there. You're going to let us know in advance that we have uh, air traffic and we just need to stay out of their uh, slope. That is correct. And uh, uh, you'll also be alerted by uh, uh, ground communications. I, I heard you all mention earlier, I've got, a, I've got a yellow Jeep that I put uh, lights on. And when, I, when we are alerted of an inbound uh, aircraft, 
we go running up and down the runway. So it's pretty obvious uh, if you're within the area that you can see, uh, see the activity. Uh, I also have a lot of the locals who have volunteered to be ground spotters. Uh, they pretty much are, are, are positioned throughout the event, uh, keeping an eye on uh, different areas of the sky. Uh, everything is reported back to me. Uh, we have uh, two-way communication radios with us at all times. And uh, so uh, try to keep a as good eye on it as possible. Would it be uh, probably a good idea for pilots to have at least um, uh, an air traffic radio that we can listen in on while we're at the fly-in? Oh, well, sure, that'd be great. Um, any any uh, even scanner uh, that you can buy at Radio Shack or online or or something that'll pick up uh, the, the airband frequencies. That's Our a good idea. Frequencies 122.7. Uh, when you're on the ground, uh, I have a loudspeaker that's attached to the hangar that you that's uh, attached to that comm frequency. Oh, okay. So if you're on the ground, you can hear it already. Uh, but if you're in the air, it's never a bad, never a bad idea to know everything that's going on around you. Okay, so we have uh, G airspace from ground up to 1200 feet and above that we have E airspace all the way up to 1800 feet that's in the NOTAM. That is really awesome. Did I say 18,000 feet? I meant 18,000 feet if I said it wrong. <laughs> I think, it's I think it, 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 I'm sorry and, and I have to correct myself. The NOTAM only goes up to 16,000 feet because anything above that's IFR. Oh, okay. So we can go up to uh, 16,000 feet while we're Correct. There. Okay. And that's uh, MSL, right? Uh, correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. Main sea level. Well, that sounds like a very fun trip. Is there anything else that we might need to know about uh, as far as um, things that pilots may have questions about that you may have answers to right now? Uh, well, in the, in the past, we've uh, really tried to work out the generator issue. There's a, there's a lot of people that come down to camp uh, outside their cars and tents, uh, and the uh, generators have always been an issue. So uh, we're, I'm just coming out publicly again and asking, uh, we're going to provide areas up into the east side of the parking area uh, so that we can uh, utilize that and we'll put the tent campers or anybody that's not in inside a camper with walls down toward the far end where our weather station is. Uh, it's very firm soil uh, and it's got good runoff just in case we do have some groundwater. Uh, it's the quickest place it dries out around here. And it distances the generators from one side to the other. So hopefully that won't be an issue again this year. Uh, Still going for the live bands on the Saturday night. We'll do the fireworks display as usual. Um, we've uh, been fortunate and had ourselves a fun fly-in. Uh, it's been safe uh, in the years past and are looking forward to uh, the same thing. Uh, if you have uh, any questions at all, and uh, I also entertain PPG operations uh, during times when I don't have the event. Uh, I regularly are visited by uh, PPC and PPG guys to come over here if they're in the neighborhood and spend a night or two with me. So that's always that's always welcoming and uh, always enjoyed having everybody around. 
So if we know some people that are PPCs pilots, we can tell them to come on over to Moonshiners because they got a big runway they can use. <laughs> Keep that open for foot drags. I have to say, every powered parachute that we've had come to this fly-in has been super nice, super respectful. They actually go to the other end of the runway to take off because they know we don't really appreciate the thrust they put out. Uh, love having them. Great guys. Hey, so okay. I have a question for you. Um, looking at those maps and the terrain, um, and obviously at the elevation in those mountains, it's we're doing some mountain flying. That is, and it's, that's been something I've never done, and I've heard that it's different than flying anywhere else. So can you talk on that? Yeah, I'm going to elaborate on that for you. <clears throat> as a paramotor pilot, of course. Okay, see the mountains? Yeah, there's mountains, but there's so many other places you can fly that have nothing to do with the mountains or the ridges. If you can kind of see through here, this is all flat, all through here. Fly up through town, you can shoot up in this alley. Again, stay away from the prison, that's right here. Uh, I mean, you can make a huge all through here without even touching a ridge or going over a mountain uh as far as the conditions below the ridge line above the ridge line you know they vary from day to day i know we talked about that low level fog in the morning sometimes which is a neat experience too uh, but you don't have to fly near or over these ridges at all uh, sounds like you fly somewhere flat I got farmland, man, for miles and miles. <laughs> See, that's the cool thing about the Mountain City flying here. The Moonshiners is we get to add some 3D to things. You kind of fly in 2D. <laughs> yeah, I don't even have trees. You'll be climbing and climbing, look over at a ridge, and you're like, how am I not at least looking over the top of that ridge yet? Do you happen to know the altitude of those uh, ridges? How high Dave, do they well, go? Yep, point to... Uh... Point to a spot there, Cody. Uh, that one's about All right, right in there where it's where its sanction is about uh, 4,200 feet. Uh, the one that's below it, toward the runway, uh, that's that's about 1,600 feet. That's about 1,400 feet. And these are these are uh, off of the runway height. These aren't MSL. These are uh, AGL. What's the then, highest point that you have over there by any chance? What's the highest point? That would be back toward West Jefferson, toward uh, Gulf Echo Victor. And that one is up around, that one's up around 4,900 feet. Wow. Almost 5,000. Now, when we're looking at these satellite views, it doesn't look like there's a lot of outs on these ridges. Uh, can you tell me, are there roads or outs around there that uh, if something happens, we can land in? Or is it there's pretty much... All, there, it's pretty much desolate over top of the mountains. Okay. Uh, all There are roads in any of the valleys. So if you can make it to a valley, you'll be accessible. If you're up on, uh, up, have to do an emergency landing up in the trees, up on the side of the mountain that's going to take a little while to get okay. uh the only mountain that has trails in it is uh, uh that doe mountain recreation we've got uh 
6,800 acres of uh, rideable trails up there. So that's a little more accessible, but the rest of them is pretty much, we're in a rural area. So there's uh, gonna be miles and miles uh, where, can, where there's no houses. I can definitely tell you gentlemen and ladies, uh, this little patch of trees, believe it or not, takes quite a bit of time once you leave the airport to fly around. There's actually- Show me the airport real quick. Where's the airport? Sorry. See where it says Neva up there? Yeah, just find Neva. Sorry, let me get back here. I got turned around. I'm sorry. That's a problem. I'm sure the scale of this is massive. Yeah, it looks incredibly huge. Like, so. Here we go. All right. All right. So, again. So there's the airport. Okay. Patch here. You, a lot of guys will take off. And they'll fly down here. For scale, what's the um, what's the length of that runway? Forty-four ninety-eight. Okay. But like I said, there's so much flying to do here in four days that you don't need to get anywhere near these ridges unless you just want to. You'd be it really gonna be surprised. Just getting around this thing right here takes a little bit of time. If you're listening to this podcast, please go over to clearproptv.com and check out the audio version of this. Now, where is the lake that most people want to go down and check out after they yeah. launch? Where is that located? That's Watuga. Okay. Watauga Lake, and it's uh, almost directly straight in line with runway 24. Keep right. going to... There you go. That's Watauga Lake right there. And they mm -hmm. offer... Uh, you can go down and rent boats. Uh, it's a huge TVA dam. Uh, that's how we get all of our electricity around here. And if you make it down toward Elizabeth, then that's where the actual dam is. So is there a way of us flying down there, landing there, and then, you know, renting a boat or a four-wheeler or side-by-side? -side? Uh, the landing spot would be the trickiest. Okay. Uh, very, very sparse uh, open spots. Okay. Uh, you might be able to sneak one into one of the marinas. It'd be about the only place that I could think you can get into. Okay. Uh, most will will take and, and drive down there. They'll they'll okay. fly here at the airport in the morning. Uh, they'll load up in the, the cars and head down there as a group. Uh, there's also uh, the Dome Mountain uh, Recreation. You can go over there and rent side by sides or bring your own motorcycle or side by side with you. Uh, there's also the Virginia Creeper Trail, which is up just across the line up and up and uh, uh, right across the line of Virginia. A lot of people head to that. We've got Boone, North Carolina, right around the corner. And we've got a lot of things here, right here in Mountain City. Uh, shops all over the place. Uh, we've got good local restaurants and, and a good welcoming community up here. So you'll enjoy meeting the locals. Everybody's friendly. It sounds like everybody's how friendly. How far is Johnson City? Uh, Johnson City is about an hour drive. You have to go down uh, around the Tog Lake great, to get over there. They got great music over there. I was just want to mention. Up in uh, up in uh, the Laurel Laurel Bloomery, there's a uh, they have a music festival up there every year. 
well, except for last year because of COVID, but uh, that drags in uh, people from all over the country. Now you said that you're pretty close to the border. How long does it take to fly to the border to say that we've, you know, flew from Tennessee to some other state? Well, uh, it's been a couple guys set out there a couple years ago, and they were able to actually go to three different states uh, in one flight. Uh, they took off from the airport. They headed right over the crest. Uh, you can see where the Tennessee North Carolina line is, just to the right of your courser there, and then uh, fly a little bit up to the north and uh, drag your foot across the Virginia line and then back down. That is it's, so it's, it's, cool. It's not un, it's not uncommon if uh, some of like I had a, a Cessna citation come in here yesterday. And just on his approach to the airport, he flew over three states. And that was just a land. Now, how far is it from the airport to the Tennessee border and to the uh, Virginia border? Uh, it was about five miles, uh, four miles from the uh, here to the uh, North Carolina line. You can kind of see where, yeah, where he's pointing there. There's Mountain City and there's a line right there. A little bit further up to Virginia, 12, 12 miles possibly. Oh, that's definitely doable in one trip. Yep, that's pretty much the line they took. That is so cool. Hey, guys, leave me a comment down below. Let me know who wants to go and fly in three different states when we go over to the flying over at Moonshiners because I want to. How about as far as like getting up to 16,000 feet? Who wants to do that? Leave me some comments down below. Is there any, uh, any more questions that anybody has in the chat? We have one. Yes. Um, Dave, if we would come a day or a couple days early, um, would we still be able to fly? Absolutely. Flying? Okay. You can, you can come over here and fly any day of the year if you wanted to. Uh, I never turn anybody down. Uh, you can come as early as you want and stay as late as you want. Uh, uh, camping fees before the event uh, is $10 a night for the spot. Okay. Thank you. And then, and then once the, and then once the uh, event starts, it'll be $20 a night for, per pilot. Got it. Good deal. Sounds like fun. We're uh, we're planning four days of travel just to get there, and hopefully we can do it in two or three, so we can have an extra day to fly. Great. Wow. That's gonna be so cool. Good to hear. Um, any other questions in the chat or on the panel before we sign off? Going once, going twice. Anybody? Um, did we hit all the questions, Cody? Before. Um, that we talked about before we went on air. I think we covered everything in my notes. So unless anyone has anything, uh, just a last minute question. And again, this event's five months away. I'm sure we'll get together another time or two before the event to go over some stuff. You know, there's going to be a lot of people maybe that didn't get to see this one, but as events near, you know, tenants, starts going up and uh, I'm sure we'll make another little video. How do we how do we register for this? I mean, do we just go there and pay or do we need to yep. pre-register? Yep. 
just show up and I'll meet you at the gate. Well, that's easy enough. So Dave, you were not on here when we had asked um, if you can put a, we request a PPG grandpa area for us for camping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it sounds like you're gonna be coming here early. So uh, the, only, the only spot that I reserve here for the camping is for the uh, original uh, moonshiner guys that, uh, uh, kind of got me turned on to putting on these events here. Uh, they get the coveted spot, uh, but if you show up early, uh, you get your pick of a litter here. Where, where's the coveted spot that we can't go to? So um, <laughs> maybe Cody, can you bring up the- Yeah, uh, the I'll go ahead and show, I'm gonna yeah, go ahead and show that again. Sense. I know we did kind of early on. Co um, Cody's one of the original members, so he knows. So Dave, I don't know if you saw this little map I made. Kind of explains it all. And we talked about it earlier. But again, you come in here, blue line, you turn in, there's a gate here. That I don't goes see on it. the left. I don't see it yet. You got to share your screen. Uh, there we go. Sorry. <laughs> and once again, and once again, if you're listening to this, make sure you go over to clearproptv.com and uh, actually watch what we are talking about. So, like I said, you come in here, turn in, FPO's on the I'm left. There. And uh, again, the orange is the parking area for camping. This area right here is the Moonshiners area. Uh-huh. Kind of where we park every year. And then we get some tents right here. We get a lot of tents right here, actually. So stay over on that side if you don't have a generator. Stay over over on the other side, on the east side, if you have a generator. If you have to run a CPAP, park over here okay. uh, at night, if you will. If you just have to run a generator. No, we park over there. <laughs> okay, and you said that the LZ is where we have the grass area to take off and land, but yeah. we also have the entire runway also. Yeah, typically you'll see some guys that'll walk straight out the apron here to the main runway. And like Dave said earlier, there's notams issued for the event. And if you see a yellow Jeep with a flashing light, get out of the way. That means there's an inbound. I'm sure in some sort of glide slope coming in to maybe refuel and keep on going. Uh, but typically I've seen guys all through here uh, with the notam issued, as long as there's nothing inbound setting up here, uh, trike guys, uh, people that aren't maybe comfortable in a little bit of a tighter LZ. There's plenty of runway out there. <laughs> so are we allowed to take our uh, personal vehicles out there to put our paramotor and wing, or do we have a certain area that we can drive and that's the only place that we can drive? I'll let Dave answer that. Dave? Well, I'd, I'd like to keep all of the, the wheeled vehicles off of the runway. If you okay. want to go and do a quick drop uh, down the ramp area. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, we're just gotta, gotta keep in mind that, uh, at any given time we have, might have to expedite off of the runway surface. Okay. So the least amount of things we have out there, the easier it is going to be to negotiate. Uh, most will, you know, if they're on trikes or something like that, they just put their wing in their lap and back taxi down the runway 
uh, take off from there. A lot of them will just grab it and go and plop it down in the grass and take off. But uh, okay. you know, as long as, as long as long as not, uh, we keep the runway pretty clear and easy to to expedite. Uh, uh, that would be fine by me. Okay, so that little area that you just showed a second ago that's uh, between the runway and where we um, in our LZ right there. That's the only place that we can bring our vehicle. That's a quick bring our vehicle, drop our stuff back off and immediately bring our vehicle back off that area. Correct. Yes, that'd be great. Okay. Okay. Nobody uh, under any circumstances need to bring their vehicle on the runway at any time. Correct. Okay. That makes sense. Got to keep the runway clear. Absolutely. Even though we have a note on, we still need to keep the runway clear of vehicles. It, it, the, the, the airport is still open for public use. So okay. I'm just fortunate enough where it's not a busy enough airport to where air traffic's uh, uh, an issue. Would we have to worry about an airplane coming in and then using that little spot that we just showed a second ago to bring their airplane in to top off with gas? Yes, that is a, that is the access to the ramp area and parking and everything like that. So as soon as you get through dropping off, that's why I asked to expedite back off of there and take your vehicle back over to your campsite. So all of the uh, pavement that we see right now on the screen, that needs to stay clear of vehicles and tents. Well, the uh, uh, we typically put the campers down uh, uh, in the where the grass meets the asphalt. Okay. Yep, in that area, that area there. And we, we, and I let uh, everybody park their campers and such on the asphalt. So you're not in the grass at that point. Okay. And uh, it's, it's, it's deep enough to where we can get some campers and some trailers and cars and stuff in front of it without blocking uh, any of the local airport airplanes coming out of the hangars. Okay, so we have stay, to leave. We have to leave a clear area for the the local residents to be able to get in and out as well. So the orange spots that you have are the only places that we need to have vehicles or campers. Everything else needs to be clear. And that, in that one line that Cody's on right now, that red line, that that could come back a little bit too. Uh, split okay. split the the apron area in half of that. Yeah, that's what I consider the apron, what Cody just circled in red. Okay. And you take and split about half of that, and you can camp from the, on the runway side of that. Yeah, from about there toward the runway. But make sure no we, that, that, that's the free area that he's drawing. He just squared in right there. Okay. I guess this that's the area keeps, that I keep free. This keeps access for folks to pull their aircrafts in and out, if need be, from hangars as well. So this is kind of a free area, like he was saying. That's 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 where we typically put the campers. Yeah. But we still have to watch out because if someone pulls out their airplane, we're going to get some sort of wash from their prop. So we need to make sure that we are clear from that too. Well, uh, uh, I'll, I'll be the one pulling the planes out of the hangars uh, since I'm the insured party here at the airport. And what I typically do is pull them over and, and 
so that when they fire up their prop blast, it's basically pointed at the jet fuel tank and away from any of anybody's equipment. Where's the they, jet they, fuel tank? They're, they're lined up. <clears throat> they're lined up right in front of that what's what's called the ramp, the area between the mm -hmm. apron and the runway. Okay. Yeah, uh, where the where the FBO is, where the uh, hangar that's circled in red. Okay. It's right on the other side of the parking lot from that. Okay. So it's it's not a it's not an issue. Okay. Good. 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 Okay. Uh, any other questions for Dave or for Cody? Man, that's an old picture. I cleaned that place. I cleaned this place up a whole lot since then. Is that better? You can't see it as bad. Yeah, there you go. I know this logo's been repainted. It looks gorgeous. Uh, repla replace that whole apron, new car parking lot, fences all over the place, concrete ditches. So during our fly-in, make sure you take some good pictures of yeah, this area and then send it to Dave and send it to Cody. So, you know, we have a brand new Google image. <laughs> Dave, actually, again... I actually last year put out a, uh, uh, I got a free camper coming back this year because he took the money shot uh, uh, looking at the airport during the busiest time on Saturday night. And it turned out to be my uh, shot that I used to, for promotional on the Facebook page. Oh, that's awesome. Now you said also too, that you're going to be doing fireworks on Saturday. Fire, fireworks and trying to line up the band uh, pickled beet uh, or the beetroot catering company is going to set up a tent this year instead of uh, trying to bring food back and forth from their restaurant uh, we've got a gentleman coming up here from North Carolina that's going to uh, roast a pig and uh, uh, provide barbecue wow. uh, in the evenings is that, uh, for you, is that for you charge or is that something that we need to uh, donate some money to That'd be, that would be. I'm sure he's going to have a little bit of charge for it. He's going. To, he's coming to do it for me for free. He'll probably just sell the barbecue stages for X amount. You know, I don't know what his price is going to be. That's nice. That's awesome. So you got a band fireworks on Saturday. So if you only are able to make it one day, make it Saturday, right? That's the big day. Yes, sir. Good deal. So where, so where do they set up the bands then? And I put them in. Area? I put them in the main hangar, in the main oh. hangar. Okay, and then we got one question: Can vendors set up there also? Uh, yes, tell them to give me a call, and we'll negotiate out uh, uh, what the vendor charge would be. Okay. Awesome. How how do they get up with you, Dave? Uh, you can call the airport. Uh, I actually live here at the airport, and the telephone number is four two three seven two seven one two two three we will add that to the show notes after uh we are done with this podcast uh is there any other information that uh we want on the show notes and the description down below uh anybody uh dave or cody i think that about covers everything uh unless you know we get some questions that trickle in uh there's a Facebook page for the event. Uh, more than welcome to send a message. If anyone has anything in particular they didn't want to discuss about on the show or whatnot, uh, that's one way. Is there a .com that we can go to? 
Not yet. Not for the we event. Haven't, we haven't started a website for it yet. Okay. We might need to think about that. I think I'm the king of dot coms, and we might need to think about something like that. All right. You guys are more than welcome to join us every Monday night on our regular uh, podcast at clearproptv.com. It's uh, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. So join us every Monday night. We talk about all sorts of cool things. If you want to jump on and talk more about the Moonshiners, you are more than welcome to. This has just been a bonus podcast on a Friday night because it's raining outside. There's nothing to do. I can't fly. So why not do a a podcast and talk about paramotors, right? I enjoy that. Just kind of hanging out with everybody, you know, like I, I'm liking this and what do you call, call it? Just sitting back, you know, chilling. just kicking back and enjoying life. I, talking I, about a lot. I listen to everything. You know me. I just like, yeah, this is good. Thank you. Bill H said, me. Bill H said, even club cars carrying a paramotor. So can we bring club cars and one wheels and all those other fun things uh, to fly ins? They usually do. That's a good question. They usually do. I've seen some pretty odd uh, transportation devices that you guys bring up here. (laughs) That's funny. That is so funny. Hey, Sean, real quick. I'm sorry, but I have to run off of here. I just want to say thank you again to you. Uh, This is my first Zoom I've ever done. Uh, Thank you, Dave, for allowing us to do the flying there every year. I hope it goes on for years and years, brother. And uh, for the rest of you folks, it was really nice meeting you, and I can't wait to see you in person at the event. Thanks, Cody. Yep, thanks, Cody. I'm sorry I've got to run, but we'll catch you in the next one. Definitely. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, kill the uh, live stream. We appreciate everyone jumping on, all the questions and answers. If you have any more questions, uh, please post them down below. We'll get them to the correct people. We'll get them answered for you. And uh, have a wonderful day. It is Friday night, so go out there and have a life. Go out and dance with your significant other, right? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all have a great day. Thank you so much. And we'll catch you Monday on clearproptv.com. See y'all later. Bye, guys. Peace out. Thank you, Dave, for jumping on, too. Oh, you bet. Sorry I was late. No problem. Good night, Good night, John Wayne, Dragon. Good night. Good night, y'all. Thank you so much. Appreciate y'all.